Hey, I'm Alana Bonneman, naturopath and holistic nutritionist. This podcast is dedicated to reclaiming your health by harnessing yourself as your biggest asset. Get ready because this is where we stand up for your body's ability to heal, go against outdated norms and say yes to change. Creating true and lasting success all from the inside out. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Health After 30 podcast and let's get started. Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of the Health After 30 podcast. Alana Bonneman here with you and thank you so much for being here, interested in yourself and your health. If you haven't yet already left a review or a rating, please feel free to do so as this makes my content more discoverable for other people to also learn about themselves and their health. And on the podcast today, I have Aggie McCabe, who's a leading UK-based thyroid practitioner. She's also a trauma-informed functional nutritionist and a body and mind coach. She specializes in helping women worldwide living with thyroid conditions. So this is Hashimoto's and also Graves. And she takes a very holistic approach. So she focuses on the interconnectedness of the physical and the mental and the emotional. And you'll notice through the episode that she's really dedicated to empowering women to take back control of their thyroid health and live their best lives. I really like Aggie's holistic approach. She kind of starts from the root cause. What's triggered all of this for you? So not only will we go over that, but we'll also talk about the approach that she takes, the symptoms, the pathways in which we need to focus on in order to optimize our thyroid health. If you or someone you know is suffering from a thyroid condition, then I hope you're able to take at least one thing away from today's episode. All right, that's enough from me and let's get started. All right. So Aggie, thank you so much for joining me on the Health After 30 podcast today. My pleasure. My pleasure. So happy to be here. Yeah. So you are known as the thyroid nutritionist. This is great, isn't it? So what what inspired you to get into thyroid health? So my own story, basically, <laughs> my own Hashimoto's that is now um, in remission and how well the nutritional therapy and nervous system regulation worked for me. So all of that in combination, you know, inspired me to start this journey. I used to do something completely different in my previous life, <laughs> then got diagnosed and everything changed. Okay, so you are your own living success story, more or less. Yeah, and to be honest, I um I almost tried to avoid going in that direction when <laughs> I first um graduated. I thought, no, I'm going to be doing something completely different because you know, like I, this is my own issue, and you know, I'll do something for just just so it's more interesting for me. And then all those women with thyroid conditions started gravitating towards me, and I was like, no. This is this this is the way this is what it's going to be. Um, should I tell you a little bit more about like my story and like what was it exactly that I got diagnosed with? Yeah, that'd be good. Like the thyroid has many different ways in which it functions, right? And so yeah, yeah it'd be absolutely. great to know a bit more. So you can be either over or under, so hyper or hyperactive. And that means that either your thyroid is struggling a little bit to produce enough of the hormones or it's producing a lot of them. And now the thing is that, uh, or the issue is globally, that doctors or the mainstream community is focusing too much on the thyroid itself, whereas the real issue behind up to 90% of thyroid issues is actually with the immune system. So we're talking autoimmunity that is driving all of that. And that was the case with me as well. So when I was 27, I just went for a random, just blood screen. Like I wasn't really suspecting anything. I was feeling 
off. So, you know, I just thought it was a combination of a stressful job and a, you know, relationship that wasn't perfect at that time. And I just thought, you know, it's just is one of those things. And then it came back with my TSH, which is the main marker that um, is checked, elevated. Mm. Uh, and it immediately made sense to me because my mom has a history of both Graves and then Hashimoto's, which is the two autoimmune conditions, thyroid autoimmune conditions. So I was like, yeah, that that actually makes sense. I went uh, obviously for some additional screens. The GP didn't test for Hashimoto's because they don't do that. Mm, but because they just I already... TSH, right? But because your TSH was off, they went Yeah, TSH into and T4. So it's the mm -hmm. T4 is the main thyroid hormone. And then I was like, okay, I know about this because my mom had it. So I went for private testing and I discovered that I have Hashimoto's. Mm. You know, that was a bit of a shock because, uh, you know, autoimmunity is is essentially your body working against you. As I'm sure you're aware, um, it's, it's just almost like a sign that something I've, I've done something that uh, prompted my body to go against me and it can be on a more um, mindset level can be can be a little bit tricky right so I know I felt very down at that point but I was really determined to do something about it I did take the medication so I started the medication and um when you do that or anywhere in the world, once you get put on levothyroxine, which is the medication, you are told that this is for life. Yeah. So you're told that this is you're on it. Yeah. You're on it. This is it. Take the pill, off you go, and you're going to be fine. The problem is that almost no one is fine because yeah. the root cause, the autoimmunity or whatever it is that is driving this is still there, right? So the, the, the pill just corrects the hormonal level and that is it. So I was like, no, I don't, you know, I, this is not what I'm going to do. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take the pill, but I am going to investigate and see what else I can do. So that started the entire process of, you know, searching different diets. I tried paleo, AIP paleo that almost killed me, very restrictive. <laughs> um you know gaps diet keto um all sorts of things um and i did have quite a lot of success uh, i i realized that how i live and what i eat really impacts my body uh to the extent where i decided to study it and this is the point where i studied it for four years uh graduated and was really excited about starting uh like i said i was i was i was, I was planning to go into relationship with food not thyroid but you know <laughs> see it happened the way it happened and thank God it did. But what I wanted to say here, and the important thing is, I was getting better, but I always felt that there is something missing. So mm -hmm. I was focusing so much on the physiological side of things. So autoimmunity, diets, supplements, you know, healing the gut, healing the adrenals, healing the um, lymphatic system, all of that. But I missed one very important piece of the puzzle, which is the nervous system. Mm. I only came to play, uh, I think, like, oh God, like about three years ago, I think, where I discovered somatics, I discovered what trauma is and, and how our past still lives in our body. And only when I fully started committing to that, I felt ready to stop medication. And I felt like, you know, I am, you know, not fully healed because we are on this journey for life. Right. But I felt such a huge shift. Um, and yeah, I managed to get off medication. I am officially in remission from both Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. So I'm oh, just wow. like normal. <laughs> mm. Um, and this is why now when I work with women and this is in any of my other programs or one-to-one -one work, I focus on, on on both root causes. So we've got that physiological one, but we also have the emotional root cause. And I'm telling you, I've been having 
uh, those little connection calls with women for my new program starting in February. I'm telling you, every single person can pinpoint something on an emotional level that happened mm. in the years leading to the diagnosis. Like yeah. every, I, I am, I am yet to find someone who would be like, no, I am, you know, nothing, nothing in the childhood, nothing recently. I'm great with stress, you know, everything's that. fine. And it just evolved. Yeah. That's really interesting. A lot of the work that I do as well, it's like in naturopathy, one of the guiding principles, like getting to the root cause, alleviating the root cause because really treating the symptoms, it, it, it sustains it, but you're not, as you said, you're not getting kind of to the crux of things. So it's going to stay persistent. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think there is lots of value in the low hanging fruit as well. I think working on the basics, working on the surface level symptoms. Absolutely. You know, I actually preach that quite a lot that you you can, you don't have to be immediately going down that rabbit hole and doing the whole healing protocol. You can just work on the, you know, the, the, the basics of lifestyle and nutrition without eliminating anything, just, you know, just working on the most, the biggest needle movers Mm. and that will help you. But then if you really want to heal long-term, there is no Mm. other way, but to really work out that timeline, what it is that happened. And the good thing with Hashimoto's, and graves and actually any autoimmunity that we know exactly how it develops. So we know that, for example, you do need to have a wonky gene. So some sort of genetical predisposition. Wonky gene. Um, We do know that you need to have gut permeability. So actually research shows us that leaky gut is needed for autoimmunity to develop. So we need to do some gut work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then there is a trigger. And that trigger is unique and individual to you and, and your job or anyone's job who's listening with a thyroid condition is to find out what that trigger was because it's different for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is you can't go back in the past and undo that trigger. It's like a bell that's been rung that you can't unring. But so what do you do? What do you do once you've kind of figured out this this turning point, this pivot that's happened? What are the next steps then? Well, so what you said is really important as well because that trigger doesn't go away. So unless it's something like, you know, but even with trauma, you know, something happened that 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 trauma, that dysregulation is still keeping your body in a survival mode. So it's still there. So if it was a virus, potentially it's still dormant in your body. You know, it's if it's a hormonal, let's say the after effect of pregnancy, pregnancy is very common. Uh, it's a very common trigger for women. Yeah. You know, that hormonal dysregulation might still carry. So so that is the one thing. It's not just something that happened. That trigger is a driver right now so what are the next steps so again i always recommend to start with the to start with the basics so we do the work on the foundations first to so make sure that your diet is optimized so mm-hmm. the nutrient intake is optimized things like um your ability to absorb them is optimized so how is your digestion with thyroid very often we don't produce enough of the digestive juices so all the you know like the hydrochloric acid in the stomach and all of that so can we stimulate it? Can we replace it for time being? And then, you know, routines. So routines, so important. Morning, evening, like what do you actually do? Is is what you do in the morning and evening actually supporting your healing process? Is it helping you to get out of that dysregulated state and back into safety? Mm. But this is all the best with the basics. So this is, you know, we have to work on that before we go a little bit deeper. 
And then with the healing protocol. So there are certain phases that, in my opinion, everyone should go through. Obviously, we've got the trigger that we need to address. So that will be individual. But for everyone else, there is work that needs to be done on the gut. And I'm sure you do that mm -hmm. as well with the mm -hmm. clients. So we want to really get to the bottom of what is happening there. I have seen so many of those functional stool tests that I can pretty much tell what is going to be most likely there. So I don't recommend that everyone, you know, forks out a lot of money for a functional stool test. But if it is in the budget, I think it's a really good, it's a really mm -hmm. good starting point, right? So we can really identify if any of those common triggers like viruses and other pathogens, some microbiome imbalances, if they're present and to what extent. So that mm -hmm. is an important step. And I'll say it's usually about four to six weeks to work on that gut healing, super important. We also need to support detoxification pathways because mm -hmm. uh, we know that with autoimmunity and any chronic condition, our ability to remove toxins, so compromised, right? And, and we live in the world that's super polluted, even if we try to remove the toxins, replace the things that we use every day. It's still the air that we breathe. You know, there's still so many yeah, variables. We're surrounded by it. Mm. Exactly. And with, with any autoimmunity, any chronic condition, we can't really remove those toxins. That can be a huge driver and trigger at the same time. So we need to work on opening those pathways. Those pathways. Mm. And throughout all of this, we obviously do so much nervous system regulation. So it's like I always say, it's the thing that we do every day. So with those routines, learning self-regulation techniques, how can we get out of that you know, fight or flight or freeze mode back into regulation. How can mm. we be a little bit more flexible in our mm. nervous system? Mm. Because the stress is not going anywhere, right? So yeah. it's about learning how to deal with it. And then another layer would be just going a bit deeper, like what sort of traumas do we have like deeply seated in our body? And then uh, we can either do modalities like I do, for example, breath work with clients. I do tapping, silent counseling, which is like a tapping modality. But perhaps you should think about searching for someone who does hypnosis or EMDR. And just once that is identified, just you know, go a little bit deeper. Uh, obviously, talking therapy is also really helpful there, but um, mm. recent research and what we see evidence just shows us that perhaps, you know, 20 years of therapy uh, sometimes is a little bit less effective than, for, let's say, five sessions of EMDR. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, different, we do things a little bit differently bottom up now. It's not just about the mind. Having said that, the mindset is super important, right? And I'm sure that's with mm. your clients as well. Mm. If, if we don't, yeah. sometimes you're just standing in your own way, aren't you? Absolutely. And this is with the mind. So you can be doing all the gut work, you can be doing all the routines, yeah. but so long as you're not really telling yourself that healing's possible or whatever it is, then you're going to be standing in your own way. Absolutely. And I think this is something that I see a lot with, with women that, that come to work with me. Uh, this There is this deeply seated um, belief that they're broken. And that their the body is broken, it's not able to heal, and that is such a roadblock. This is just something that we need to overcome. Uh, and I do a lot of work on on that in in the first month usually of working mm. together, uh, having this just unshakable belief that our body is a belief self healing machine, and we just need to create an environment in the body that supports that. And number one thing to do is get out of fight or flight, dysregulation back into safety. And then mm. the body will start prioritizing healing. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. I love that. That was a very big, my dad, my dad's a chiropractor and he would always, when I was a child, drill this in. Anytime I cut myself or got sick, he's like, Alana, don't worry, your body, it's working for you. 
you know, it's working to heal you. And he really indoctrinated that into me when I was young. And I think that's kind of what brought me into this whole field. But I think that's so important, trusting that your body knows what it's doing. It has that innate ability to heal. It wants to thrive. It wants to be at a good state where it can, yeah, yeah not like only survive, but thrive. I I really believe that. And, and you know, I am a and like a walking example of this, right? How it can, like things that we've been told are not possible, which is reversal of hypothyroidism. I've seen it not only myself in, in my own body, but, you know, I've had clients that this is, this is a very funny story. Oh, not so, not so, not so funny, perhaps interesting. That's the word. So I had a client who had a full thyroidectomy, which is thyroid removal. Mm. And then she was just going on about her life had a scan for another reason and they found that her thyroid has just regrown itself to an ex not full but like a bit of it and she started <laughs> producing the hormone again like okay that, that. so she worked with you through this holistic approach of not only healing your gut promoting de detox pathway pathways detoxification also regulating the nervous system taking this holistic approach putting herself in this healing state that was able to happen is that what you're saying no i'm not no she was she did this was this was this was not via so i'm not claiming that i can help people to grow <laughs> no but she had it so when she came to see me so before we started working so when she came to see me she was um she came to see me because her hormones started going all over the place right because her thyroid grew and because that was because her the thyroid decided to come back and you know and i always say well if if it can regrow then jesus christ of course we can heal it right if it can heal if if it can literally like liver or something just re regenerate but no this was just a funny like story that she told me i was just like your thyroid did what because <laughs> mm -hmm. i i even thought this was not possible for sure i've I heard of people who have also lost their thyroid and like well that's it like, yeah, because and, it is generally speaking, but obviously something happened in the body, and 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 you know, and it just decided to regenerate, and uh, and I think this is just um, just an interesting story that demonstrates the um, that that kind of nature of that gland, you yeah. know, how how regenerative it can be, and so how empowering for other people as well to know that there are cases if you don't have a thyroid, to know that there are people mm. who have grown theirs it is possible yeah, that's, okay. i find that really really inspiring and really yeah, empowering it's, really, it's inspiring and, and i think just interesting from the medical perspective <laughs> more mm. than but um but yeah no so i also work with people who have had their thyroid removed and they are on um, <clears throat> like um replacement like full hormone replacement and yeah and it's still you know possible although we don't have that autoimmunity most often then you know it's not the case because obviously the antibodies go away in most cases, again, not in every case, but in most cases, but still I, what I find is that the imbalances in the body um, and even, you know, on the nervous system level, the after effects post-surgery, they're usually still there. It's still stuck somewhere in the tissues. Mm -hmm. um, so helping the body get back to balance, super important, but also like, you know, all the other imbalances we talked about, also a lot of them are present, although there is no autoimmunity. So it's really interesting how mm. there is a pattern. There is always mm. a pattern. It's no secret that your nutrition is a cornerstone to your health. But I believe having optimal nutrition goes beyond just what you eat. And rather, it starts with understanding your body's needs and how to meet them nutritionally. 
But this means unlearning most things you've been taught your entire life about what it really means to eat well. Which is why I've created a new training, which takes you through the first stages of how to get the most out of your nutrition without changing what you eat. I want to show you how to think, act and behave confident in your nutritional choices so you can step into the vision you have for your health and life. And the best thing about this is it's yours absolutely free. Head over to alanabonneman.com forward slash holistic dash hacks and you can get started right now. With what you do, I mean, it sounds very holistic, but being the nutritionist with um, thyroid health, Hmm. healing the gut was the first thing you kind of talked about. For someone who's been, for example, diagnosed with Hashimoto's, Mm -hmm. what are the first few things that they can do in regards to healing their gut or the first kind of what are the first biggest things, the first three things they've just found out that they've got Hashimoto's and they're in that state of, oh, I'm, you know, my body's, what did you say? It's got a wonky gene. It's kaput. It's like this. What can they do? What's the first so I would step? find out the levels first because, you know, like Hashimoto's can be uh, at very different stages. So it can be before it destroys the thyroid so it can be just the antibodies and no sign of thyroid um damage so the thyroid hormones are still okay the antibodies can be at kind of minimal levels they can be let's say at 100 um or they can be in the thousands so it very much the the next steps will also depend on that because if it is in the thousands then it's a little bit more of an urgent situation where i would look into doing one of those healing longer healing protocols when we look immediately at the root cause uh whereas if it is you know a little bit of a milder situation then we can approach it uh in a little bit more gentle way Mm. having said that i need to say something before then so i don't believe in super strict approaches so i am a massive foodie and I, I think uh, food deprivation and, you know, just telling people mm. they can't have their favorite foods creates so much more dysregulation in the body. And we are already dealing with people who are dysregulated. Mm. So that is not really an option for me uh, with just a few exceptions. But generally speaking, you know, I don't go down that route. And that I think kind of stands me apart from from a lot of other practitioners, because there is this uh, trend in Hashimoto's management that you have to do everything super, super strictly, and you have to go on this AIP paleo diet and remove all the foods forever. And I just don't believe that is that is true. So I think anything that you do, uh, I would follow literally one person's advice and just really commit to it, remove the overwhelm, just mm. commit to one path because there is so much noise on Instagram, on, you know, online. The number one complaint I hear for client, from clients is overwhelm. I don't know what yeah. to do. I get paralyzed because there is so much. Or oh, I start one thing and then I move to another yeah. because someone said something completely different. Yeah. So I, I would pick one path and commit to it. So in terms of three things, immediately i would honestly prioritize the nervous system stuff so just be honest with yourself and try to reconnect with the body a little bit and and assess that level of dysregulation are you quite anxious on day to day are you in this decision paralysis mode so a little bit withdrawn was it something that happened in the past so have a little bit of a perhaps a journaling session around this and then 
look at your routines. So I would say that what I said earlier, mm -hmm. looking at the routines, what you do first thing in the morning will determine the course of your day. What you do in the, in the evening will really determine the quality of your sleep, you know, and that regeneration ability as well of your body. So that is, without going into too many details, that is what I would say, uh, start the day with a glass of warm water that activates the digestion uh, and perhaps some um, body tapping for mm -hmm. some nervous system activation. Very easy um, exercise to do for people with thyroid who suffer with fatigue first thing in the morning is to do those body taps. So you mm -hmm. don't have to be particularly uh, specific where you're tapping, just tap all over and you can even do like small little jumps on the spot and that moves the energy around. Mm -hmm. so something like this morning, evening, make sure that the routine happens every single day. Yeah. Number two, limiting or eliminating gluten and dairy could be helpful. Uh, I also always say to do it when you're doing a gut healing protocol, but a lot of people have gluten sensitivity mm. and dairy sensitivity. So even limiting those, if not removing completely, should deliver almost instantaneous results, mm. you know? Uh, so that, and then number three, I would... I'm just thinking what is well perhaps depending what is the biggest struggle bloating is number three biggest symptom so i would look into maybe supplementation with um some digestive enzymes just to to mm -hmm. to remedy that immediately but, yeah, yeah i love this like creating the habit and also i think when you focus on something simple like removing let's say gluten um Ooh. focusing on routines and perhaps taking a supplement to help with something like even these shifts mm. start to make, it's like start to roll that ball. And these also create habits, right? Especially the, I love this idea of routines because having those routines will create the habit and yeah. that habit creates this long-term effect of healing. So That's I really, I really, yeah, I really resonate with what you're saying there. Mm. Little things create this compound effect, but without, without forgetting about the need to go deeper, mm. but you can do all sorts of deep healing protocols. And if you only do them for three months and then you don't work on the basics, nothing will change. Like I've mm. had clients who would come to me after months of working with other therapists and they would be on a million of supplements. They would mm. literally eat only, you know, like broccoli and chicken and broccoli, maybe not even because they've been told they can't have it with thyroid issues. So, you know, veggies and chicken and then mm. nothing else. They would just not touch anything, no dairy, no nuts, like, like nothing literally. Mm. And they would come to me with so much dysregulation and still no, you know, no solid routines around anything. And yeah. I'm just foundation, like, isn't it? Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, and I very often almost reverse engineer things with people and walk, work backwards. Like what mm. can we put back in, into mm. the diet, you yeah. know, like what can we do like an audit of supplements and see what is really making a difference there. And don't get me wrong. I am a huge fan of good supplements. Like I, I use them and I love them. Yeah. I think they can supercharge the healing, but I don't believe that we should use them as a replacement for food, for example. Mm. Now, there is mm. so much goodness. But of course, if we put someone on those super strict diets, they, they will have to be on so, supplements yeah. because they're not getting what they need. from food. <laughs> Yeah. And I also like what you talked about before about kind of alleviating the low hanging fruit. Oh. While you do, while it's important to focus on that, trigger that the cause the root causes this low-hanging fruit really just improves the quality of life 
And I think once you improve that quality of life, people get that sense, that feeling of, ah, oh, things can be better, you know, getting rid of that. Energy boost as well. So they're not dragging themselves through the day. So another thing that I'm sure you talk to people about, and it's something that I think all nutritionists talk about, favorite subject, protein, right? Like I'm so, <laughs> I'm always laughing about this because every single uh, oh every, like literally every single nutritionist if they were to give you top five tips it would increase the protein to i feel like my health science degree was just like here's your bachelor and don't forget to eat protein <laughs> yeah exactly it's very funny because i still still people i don't know how but my so many of my clients are still like yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, I'm sure you've heard this before. It's not just, you know, I didn't invent this. So what I was saying was that a lot of people come with huge levels of fatigue and then like, you know, like just regulating that blood sugar level is just so important. And that is all low hanging fruit. So to regulate blood sugar, we don't need to do healing protocols. We don't need to go deep, right? We just need to have savory breakfast, you know, the, the glucose goddess taught us all what to yeah. do, you know, and we do it right. And it works. So, mm. um, so yeah so just uh, i think those things are necessary but the thing is that it's easy i think it's really easy to tell to to be that person who's like oh you should do this but if you're on the other side of this relationship and you've you know you have cereal or you skip breakfast or mm -hmm. you know you just really used to sweet breakfast and that's the only thing that goes down in the morning it's not easy to make change like behavioral change is tricky and i think this is where the value in longer programs like the, the one what I do in Bloom is that you get that accountability you are there with other people on the same journey and you can it's like movement you know it's not just mm -hmm. you around doing something that's really hard being hard yeah. on yourself because it should be easy right but it's mm -hmm. not because mm -hmm. any behavior change any habit building is difficult so I think if you do it not even in a super intense one-to-one -one relationship with someone, but but like in a in a group of people supported, yeah. it's just it's so much easier. Yeah. And then after three months, that that sticks. Like if you've yeah. been doing something for three months, there is no way you can come out the other end and suddenly go back to eating cereal yeah. because you you felt so much you've better. Change you can't unlearn yeah. what you've learned and yeah, what feels exactly. good and it's not to say that you can't do that you know you can't have a sweet breakfast or whatever it is you know this restriction course, yeah. thing it's like enjoy life but you know how to do the things that really make you feel well yeah absolutely but what i also um like to talk about is how nervous system deals with habits so anything that's new is almost like scary and it's it's marked as this danger and threat because our body is not used to it mm. so sometimes we will start something that is meant to be healthy for us like going to the gym or uh you know or doing like i said even having that glass of water and just starting the day a bit differently and for the first few days that might not feel great because mm. our body is like what is this i'm used to being in bed it's it's nice and warm in, in bed you know this is a new scary thing and this is why we need to persist. And usually after, you know, of course, what we know from science, 21 days and or 60 days to build the habit, but also our nervous system marks it as safe. So after some time, it feels good yeah. to yeah. do it. It's a part of the Not routine. Not because it's healthy it's... for us, but because yeah. it's safe, it's known. Mm, uh, you know, familiar. like... I think going to the gym is one of the best examples. Like I last year was like the year when I was like really prioritizing my fitness and really creating that routine. And came January this year, I was just like, I went to the gym and I wasn't even thinking about it. it like I, I I went and it just felt good. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm home. This is my mm. 
normal and this is the first the first january in my entire you know existence on this planet where i felt like that and it was only because it became such a habit throughout last year and the, creating these habits that really maintains thyroid health long term then once you start to bring in all these yeah. different aspects make that change have that as a habit because ideally long-term, whether you have a thyroid condition or not, actually, we want to maintain an optimal state, right? In our thyroid health. Absolutely. So thyroid controls every single thing in the body. So all the processes in the body, like even temperature, metabolism, all of that, like our heart rate, you know, like how crazy is that? All of that is controlled by this little gland that we're not even aware that we have until it does something weird and either goes over or under, right? So it's, uh, so yeah, no, like every every single cell in our body has a thyroid receptor. Mm. So we, we just, we just uh, even if we, that thyroid is functioning okay, we've not been diagnosed with anything. Uh, although, you know, 10% of women have hypothyroidism, either diagnosed or not diagnosed yet. So it's mm-hmm. crazy, crazy common, but we should be, eating and living in a way that supports it. And like I said earlier, the nutritional, high nutritional, nutritionally diet is number one thing in terms of what you can do. Like lots of good minerals like selenium and zinc and mm-hmm. magnesium, B vitamins yeah. from diet. And then maybe supplements, you know, especially if we know that there are some other imbalances, there are certain gene mutations that can come in a way. But generally speaking, you know, just make sure that you eat as as varied diet as as mm-hmm. humanly possible, uh, and you know, and then only on only go to supplements when 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 necessary, or if you're going through periods of time when you feel a little bit when the immune system is compromised, you've been sick, all all of those instances, mm-hmm. and then like I said, everything we've we've mentioned about the the lifestyle, even if we don't have a thyroid condition, it will support thyroid health, and obviously everything. Everything mm. else. I, you just mentioned on immune system then, because I wanted to also touch back on autoimmunity, oh. our body attacking itself oh. because something foreign's there. Do you, would you say that that's kind of the biggest thing to address, as long as well as like all this holistic aspect, like really working with the immune system, modulating the immune system? Do you think that's also a fundamental in addressing thyroid conditions? Oh, so it all depends on your depends on your root cause so like the, the root cause of the root cause almost so if you're if you have your condition because of the autoimmune condition i kind of skip like you know i don't no, skip it but uh, i just the thyroid bit is less important than the autoimmune bit because mm-hmm. the problem was not with the thyroid the thyroid mm-hmm. would be probably functioning fine if it wasn't for that autoimmune condition so absolutely we need to make sure we work on that upregulation of the, the autoimmune inflammation because that's what it is. It's inflammation in the body. And we lower it, uh, you know, it's not just the one um one one way or one protocol. It's 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 many protocols overlapping. So for example, you know, even via blood sugar regulation, we will lower that systemic inflammation, which will then in in turn lower the autoimmune inflammation. So all of it is linked, but absolutely, uh, you know, all the, like I said earlier, the autoimmunity develops because of certain issues with the gut, for example, food sensitivities, sometimes food allergies, pathogens in the gut. If we address this, the autoimmunity will go down. Yeah. We are complex so, human beings, aren't we? Yeah. So there's not, there is no, you know, in terms of autoimmunity, 
um, you can do uh, you can take certain supplements that attack um, autoimmunity auto antibodies. Uh, directly so things like selenium is fantastic so that is also for optimizing of the thyroid hormones reducing the iodine mm. but also it it actually um is there is research behind it lowering the antibodies both for hashimoto's and for graves from herbs we've got for example ashwagandha which mm. is also fantastic also very researched mushrooms i love medicinal mushrooms <laughs> cordyceps fantastic to to again lower both hashimoto's and graves antibodies and then we have like things like lifestyle intervention we know, for example, red light therapy, you might see me quite often sitting in front of the red light, and I, I absolutely love it for very many reasons, but this has been studied quite extensively, and it, there are studies confirming that it reduces um, TPO and TG, which are the thyroid antibodies. So, yeah. you know, lots of ways in which we can do it with the root cause, but also with additional support. Yeah. Yeah, I get you're a wealth of information. It's really, really nice to hear from you. It's really nice to learn from you as well. And um, you mentioned that you've got this program, Bloom. This is this walks women through basically taking them from having both Graves and Hashimoto's, or is it just one of uh, the it other? Is for, it is for Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism uh, specifically. Uh, there might be a Bloom for Graves, but it's a little bit tricky because it's such a rare condition. So yeah, a Hashimoto's program. is more... Yeah, so if you if you're listening to this and you have grace, get in touch because it might be happening. But the one the one that's launching in February it is predominantly focusing on high well Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. So not just Hashimoto's, but if someone has hypo without Hashi, absolutely also still. Then suitable and yes yeah, so it's taking women through my signature protocol so after years of working with women one-to-one -one, now i took the the path the protocol the main pillars and i created the group program with some one-to-one -one support as well so it takes women through that tried and tested structured protocol we mainly um, focus on nervous system regulation in every single one of those phases. But then we focus also on foundations, gut healing, opening those detoxification pathways, hormonal balance. So there is, um, I would say there is a lot of space for customization still, but at the same time, there is this tested journey that everyone needs to follow in order to heal. So, uh, yeah, highly, hi highly, highly recommended. <laughs> Super excited about it. I run it my, the entire of last year. And, you know, it's, it's a great program. It's meant to, it's meant to baby <laughs> that I created <laughs> nice. after all those years doing this. Um, and I think, like, I think the, the biggest difference between this program and, and what you see out there is the focus on doing it gently and with, with a huge respect for your body and the nervous mm. system. Because it's so easy to just dive right in, eliminate everything, take millions of supplements, but is it actually serving our body, you know, at the end of the day? So that's a good point. And where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you or find a bit more out about what you do? Ah, so I hang out on Instagram mainly. So that's my, that's my base. You have a lot of good information. That's how I found yeah, you actually. A lot of good information. Oh, yeah. it's great to hear. I do try. I probably could be there could post a bit more often no but what you do post i find there. really um really impactful it's really yeah good. no I, I try i try and uh, i think uh there is a great community there so i know it's um obviously instagram and uh, not not there is no like a community element but there are comments and people like you can really see people coming together um so yeah so so come and find me there i'm at your underscore thyroid underscore nutritionist uh 
or also obviously i've got some great resources that you might be interested if you're listening so i do have a quiz that helps you find your root cause uh, and get unstuck so you can find it on my instagram if you go to my um to my bio looking bio there is a mm-hmm. there is a link there and then obviously bloom is launching so if you're looking for some um support uh from from someone who's been through it and supported hundreds of women in this journey um bloom is launching on the 12th of february so okay and for in years from now when this is still possible is it um something that constantly like every you do it every three months. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. So a blue moon now this year it's it's gonna hopefully launch three times. So it's gonna be February, June, and then um, September again. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'll put all those links and also the links to the resources and the quiz in the show notes for anyone who also wants to find out more about you. Um, but thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything that you would like to part ways with? Um, one 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 thing that you like that you integrate into your life or that you've integrated this year that's kind of left something impactful for you? I honestly think the red light therapy is something that I would um, highly recommend uh, for everyone to try, uh, both for the thyroid health, but just general wellness, uh, especially in winter, um, as we, you know, don't get as much exposure to light. It's just such a fantastic feel-good thing to do. And you can either go and have it done in like a clinic or somewhere, or you can um, get one of those small devices um, for your home. And it's just a wonderful addition, both for thyroid health, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much, Aggie. Oh, you're more than welcome. Lovely, lovely. (laughs) Lovely to be here. Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks so much for being here. You could have been listening to anything, but you're here interested in reclaiming your health. I hope you found the episode useful and constructive. If you enjoyed it and would like to show support for the show, please leave a review as this makes my content more discoverable for other people to enjoy and learn from. Please also consider subscribing to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Finally, the best way to show support for the show is by sharing it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Thanks for listening. Be well. And I'll catch you next time.